0: Opportunity to um, welcome one of my favorite people to the My Story podcast, and it is Bonnie Short, and um, she is going to share a little bit about her story and what the Father has given her to encourage us. Um, I pulled up Bonnie, and I thought, how am I going to introduce you to everybody? And I started writing down just some adjectives that describe you to myself, and so I have on here. She is like my big sister. Cause I always say that um, humble and full of grace, uh, obviously very kind and trustworthy, a safe place. You've always been that for me. You're fair yet firm. You have no favorites. If you do, nobody knows that they're your favorite, even though I pretend like I'm yours. <laughs> you're a woman of integrity. Uh, you're definitely, most definitely probably one of the hardest working ladies that I know. And um, you're my friend and I, Mean that with sincerity. It's easy to say, "That's my friend." That's my friend. But you are my friend. You're like family to me. So, I just want to welcome you, and I'm excited to hear what the Lord has. Thank you You're so much.
1: <laughs> so, I, you know, I really tried to, you know, sit back and figure out like, what do I need to be saying? And mm-hmm. so, I started getting inside my head, <laughs> and then I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> yeah, that's not what I'm supposed to do. This yeah. is really more about what God wants me to do. Amen. And so, um leadership kept coming to mind with regard to this and um you know that's kind of the capacity that I've known you and spent time with you is through um that work that I've done in leadership amen and I looked at some verses and one of them says leaders should not exercise authority over people instead serving others is the only way to lead what is um what a pure heart, free mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of pride and arrogance. Matthew 20, 25 through 28. And then Proverbs 16, 10 through 20. Um, in uh, This is probably 10, but it says, A good leader motivates, doesn't mislead, doesn't exploit. Oh, wow, that's And good. that word exploit mm-hmm. really stuck with me. Because yeah. I think we can really easily get caught up into mm-hmm. that piece of the work. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in thinking about exercising authority over people and really trying to serve. Mm -hmm. In my work Mm -hmm. as an educator, it's got to be about the kids and they've got to be the first and foremost. The second is who's serving the kids closest. And so that's the teachers and the parents. Those have to be the other two pieces of the picture that we've got to look to make sure that we're you know, finding what they need. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you look through different avenues in your life where you run across different people and they plant different seeds inside your head. Mm-hmm. And one of the first seeds that um, probably was planted inside my head um, was my mother, Linda. Mm-hmm. And she would say, leave things better than the way you found them. I wonder where you got that from. Yeah. Um, And when I was growing up, you know, it was cleaning up my room, right? You had to make sure that your room was picked up and clean and all that kind of stuff. Or if you went to a neighbor's house, you wanted to make sure that you Mm -hmm. did not leave a mess or you ate dinner and you take your plate to the sink, whatever it was. Um, As you grow older, you realize that it's really more about people. What am I going to do to influence and make people better than they were when you ran into them? And I fail miserably many times, but hopefully I succeed more than I fall. Yeah, amen. Um, and so you know, she really came to mind. Then I go on the journey in administration, mm-hmm. and I had an amazing mentor, um, principal. Principal, when I was an assistant principal, and she would all the time say, "Hang out with people who make you better," <laughs> and scripturally. Obviously, you can go to uh, iron sharpens iron, and walk with the wise, and become wise, and um, you just can't go wrong with that. No, and I was listening to a podcast. Imagine that. I do love a podcast. <laughs> you do, um, but Malcolm Mitchell, who is a prof- <clears throat> was a professional football player, um, he w- played for the Georgia Bulldogs. He played also for Valdosta High School. And um, he was telling his podcast about how he um, couldn't read when he was in college. Wow. And so he had to teach himself how to read. But he was saying his mama's voice would ring in his head saying, surround yourself with people who are going to—you are who you hang out with. Yes. And um, I just think that rings true. You have somebody like that who in so many worlds is considered a success, but he didn't know how to read. And he didn't feel successful. Until he was able to go that direction, right, right, and and get that. Certainly, another person who has influenced me greatly would be Mariana Martin Smith, who was um, my principal. Mariana, I've heard you say her name a lot. Yeah, ooh, she's she's something else. <laughs> like she's gonna keep you on your toes for sure, which also made me better. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think about the relationship with you. Mm. Like you're one of those people who, um, you know, when I saw her teach, I saw the things that she would do. Truly, it was like, oh, my gosh, the way that you leave people, they always feel better, and she's always encouraging. Uh, I say she. I'm talking to you people on the podcast. Um, Kim is <laughs> always you, encouraging yeah. and um I mean, you truly are. Yeah, and that was 19. one of the reasons why I just knew you were the perfect person to be the reading coach mm-hmm. for the school that we shared because yeah. you just mm-hmm. had that effect on people. And if you can be with somebody and encourage them and grow them at the same time, mm-hmm. then we really are leaving things better than the way we found them. Yeah.
0: That's, and um, and that came from mom. I didn't know. I didn't, I wrote that in my notes, leave things better than way because I know that's something you've always told us, you know, and you're right, like, the legacy that you're going to leave behind with that, and it's, it is about investing in people, which you did a very good job of, you do, and the, I know it is him in you, Bonnie, I see it, you know, there's certain people that walk in a room that carry a light, that you're, you know, when you get emotional, when you talk about us, how much you love us is evident, because you are a champion of others, and there's a lot of humility in that, like, You know, you were my principal, and now you're my big boss, right? Like, you're my boss. And you don't, you are no, there's no favorite. You just love everybody equally, and you're able to share your story and our story as a team and get us motivated to do the things and Stretch us, because I would still be, and I thought, you know, I would
1: be. Well, and something, something else, Marianna would say all the time when she would run across a child is she would say, "You're one of my favorites," <laughs> and she would say it to so many different people. Yeah, um, as we would cross, and not everybody would see that, but I would because we were alongside each mm-hmm. other so often. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I started reflecting on that for this as well, and it, and it was a matter of. You know, it's not really that we don't have favorites; it's that we need everybody to be our favorites. Amen. We really That's need good. to make sure everybody's our favorites. That's good. Yeah. And That we're trying to support them as though they are and our favorite.
0: That is what we've been called to.
1: That's what we've been called to do.
0: Yeah. That's a big deal. That's so good. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I look here. All hard work leads to profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Mm-hmm. Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Mm. Um, and I would tell people all the time, all you need is work ethic and character to be successful here. Yeah. And finding that verse on work ethic mm-hmm. just really yeah, you know, holds true yep. because it's not just about, um, talking what mm-hmm. you do, but really what are you going to do when the rubber meets the road? How yep. are you going to yep. persevere? How yep. are you going to push forward? Yeah. We all get in work situations sometimes where somebody needs an extra lift, and we've got to be the person that's going to be willing to put in that extra lift Um, and character. You know, uh, I had a work situation this week, and I told the person, you showed your character through what just took place, and I'm so proud to be a part of of you because of what you decided to do that wasn't easy to do. Yeah. And a lot of times, character yeah. it shines in the hard times.
0: In the hard time. I have that in here because um, I knew you want, were going to speak a little bit on leadership, but being a leader takes courage, discipline, and determination. Uh, it can bring successes, but also it can be lonely and hard. I put that in there just because I know what that feels like a little bit now. But the Bible gives us examples of leaders um, after the Father's own heart. And, um, for us to, you know, be intentional with that and study and learn, like even when they were on their own, they had him, they're never really on their own. I know you know that, but, um, and when you said hang out with people who make you better because they impact you and iron sharpens iron and all those things that you said, they're influencing you whether you know it or not, right? Even if you're. A part of a conversation and you're not speaking and you're not saying anything yeah. you're showing your character if you're staying there and participating in it and so um no you would say that to all of us at the schoolhouse and all the children hang out with people who make you better and at first I was like what hang out people make you better like but I get now I mean like looking at the scriptures like you're doing all, yeah that's what she was talking about all that time yeah
1: and then I would talk to the kids sometimes, and I'd say, and if they're not making you better, they're making you, and I'd let them fill in the blank. And mm-hmm. inevitably, they'd say, worser. Yeah. <laughs> and it would make <laughs> me giggle well, every I time. Was in my mind. <laughs> but, but you really have to wrap around your head mm-hmm. because they're either adding and filling your bucket or they're dipping out of it. Yeah, They're either making you better or they're making you worse. And yeah. so who are you going to spend your time with? That is sure. That or, is elevating. Yeah, you and them. Mm-hmm. You have a responsibility to feel them as well.
0: Those um, that I think about that too. Like even if they're just trying to confide, but if they're always grumbling and complaining every time you're around them, it doesn't mean you don't love them. Don't, but you know you just got to kind of have that boundary from that because it influences you. It, it feels oh, it's yeah. like a
1: cancer. Mm-hmm. It it just rubs off. It rubs yeah. And perception is somebody's reality so if all you're doing is grumbling and complaining about it it falls into whatever it is you're talking about mm-hmm. in your mind it becomes what you what your reality is and what you notice and what you see but mm-hmm. if you're really focusing on the joys of life the joys yeah. of the world the yeah. positivities of what's going mm-hmm. on you start to see things yeah. in that direction yeah um i think about a uh Bible study that I did where you you know they encouraged you every day write out write down something that you see that's um, joyful that the Lord brought forward to you mm. um, and it could be that the sun was shining today or it could be that um, I had my favorite gelato or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is but start listing out those things that are joyful in your life and it changes your perception around you yeah um I would tell my my children when they my personal children when they would come home complaining about their teacher or friend or whatnot. Your job is not to like them. Your job is to make sure they like you. Um you you've got to put yourself forward Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're putting yourself in the right light. When you do that, and they don't know this, but when you do that, it shifts. Mm -hmm. It shifts your Mm -hmm. perception if you're putting yourself In the positive light.
0: That's good. Yeah. Not getting caught up in that. Not getting caught up. Mm -mm. I have here too, Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap harvest if we do not give up. I don't know why I put that in here, but I was studying and looking and I was like, let us not become weary of doing good for at the proper time. And so you're going to benefit and benefit for what? For his kingdom, for his purpose. So You know, when you're in a role, especially if you're managing adults and things like that. And and hard things do come and how do you offenses come?
1: Offences come. But what do
0: you do with that? Right? Don't don't give up, Kim. It sometimes is hard, Bonnie Short. It is. And to stay focused on, like you said, the details of the goodness of God. And not and and then there are times that you do and you ask forgiveness or you get caught up in the grumbling or I mean we all do we're human, right? But You know, just
1: do not become weary in doing good. When I think about the path that God led me to, to be in the position (laughs) that I am now. it's it's so crazy to think how he just orchestrated Mm -hmm. everything in my path to bring it back around. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a teacher in Jefferson County. I was a third grade teacher and loved it. Loved every bit of it. Working hard, doing the best I can, and got this letter from the State Department that said, "You have been selected to be a part of the Alabama um, Literacy, I can't even remember, Academy, and so or Alabama Reading Academy." And so, um, what that meant is I was going to get to teach some of the students that needed summer reading, okay? And I was going to do it in the capacity with the Alabama Reading Initiative, so it would be them leading and it would be at a set location and at the same time they would have people like across the hall from me that were learning to be coaches and so we would kind of it was kind of like a dual thing that was going on and now I'm leading that group I mean it is just so crazy to see the full circle yeah and if you had asked me that I would have been working at the state department or that I would be doing literacy work at this point in time Mm -hmm. I would, have no, I would have said, no, I'll probably be a principal. Uh-huh. I'll probably loved every step along the way. Yep. But he had a different path for me, mm-hmm. and I had to be open to that. I moved shortly after that and ended up in Auburn. For you Alabama fri- <laughs> friends, if you'll just bear with me on this part. <laughs> but um, ended up in Auburn teaching third grade. <coughs> and mm-hmm. then my principal there, that very next year, was transferred to a neighboring school. And she said, hey, do you want to be the reading coach for Mm -hmm. that school? And I was like, oh, no, I really love my little people here. Sounds familiar. It's fun to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor with them and read a book. And and she goes, oh, but you're going to love this here, too. Well, mind you, I'm non-tenured. So um, there were choices, but there really weren't. So sure, happy to go. Yeah. So went and did that work, and it wasn't anything I aspired to do. And um, then I had a dear reading coach friend who encouraged me to be an assistant principal and to go and get my degree. And lo and behold, I get paired up with Marianna Martin-Smith, and I told you earlier, yes. and um, <clears throat> learned and grew from the offerings that she had beside me, and um, eventually was encouraged to apply for the principal at Westminster Station. And I didn't know anything about Westminster Station, and yeah. I I had no idea why I would ever leave the precious little place that I was in, but I just felt that nudge, and I was lucky that I had the support of the right people behind me yeah. to be able to say, go for it. What have you got to lose? What what what, what happens if you don't like this? And um, that would be my husband, yeah. and you know... <clears throat> It's like, you got a great point because I can always go back, crisscross applesauce Apple sauce. with a bunch of third graders <laughs> oh, and sit on the floor just so and teach know. them reading. Listen,
0: just so you know, that's been in my thought this whole time and we keep moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's good. So,
1: I mean, it's all, it's it's mm-hmm. always, you know, that's my worst case scenario. Yeah. And that's not, that's not too horrible. And yeah. so just kind of trusting Him that yes. He is going to lead yes. me where I need to be yes. and where I can serve. Yeah. And provide what you need. And, man, you did a beautiful job. And it gets tough sometimes. And you're like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And every now and then I need that reminder, that nudge that says, I put you here. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You need to rely on me Mm -hmm. and give it time. Be patient with what's taking place. Give it time. I love that. Give it time.
0: I, I have a scripture that I studied for you. Is she? It. It says, it's 1 Thessalonians 4.11, make it your ambition to live a quiet life, to mind your business and to work with your hands so that your daily life may win the respect. This is verse 12, uh, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. And I was like, I could unpack that and that could be the entire podcast if I was just able to talk about you. And all of that is true that you do live a quiet life and you do mind your business and you do work with your hands Um, and you have the respect of outsiders because of that and you have my fullest respect because I see how hard you work. We all see how hard you work. We were at a training today and one of our colleagues said it was so nice at the beach watching Bonnie rest. She just rested because everybody on our team knows how hard you work. And I know people that are not in our field, people in your family know how hard you work. And it, you do it because you love us and you love, like you said, the kiddos and stuff like that. That does something for those that are watching. I can definitely speak for myself. Working with your hands, buddy, and, and living a life of integrity like that inspires others to, right? And I'm, I am wanted to tell you thank you for that because I was like, here it is. Here's a good leadership when I'm here. Um and my favorite verse that I always write at the bottom of the car, Philippians 4, eight, is obviously, you know, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, right, pure, lovely, of good, uh, repute if there's any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, um, which means think on these things, obviously. And so I, I love being around, hang out with people who make you better. Those are the people I want to be around, and... You know, my cane, the oldest, gave that analogy to me because I needed a visual. Because you, when you say that, it, it took me a minute to understand, like, oh, that's just what I saw, like everybody and open the door, you know. But having boundaries, right, is a good thing. And he would say, like, picture a white fence, and some people can come to the fence and get sugar, and you may have a bench so they can sit on, mm-hmm. or maybe enjoy your roses and the water fountain. Yeah. But some people can come up to the door and maybe rock on the porch. But there's only a few that you'll let at your kitchen table. And that's not being mean. That is exactly what your mama taught you, right? And hang out with people. I mean, was that Mary Anna taught you that one? Yes. It's oh, truth. It's
1: sorry, truth. I was nodding and you couldn't hear me <laughs> nodding. But nod, <laughs> nod, nod. Well, I, you know, I think about um, the role of a leader, being, it being so important to empower the people around you. And that it's not about you being the sage on the stage. It is about figuring out how can you um, leverage other people. Mm-hmm. I say all the time, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You just have to know who is on any given moment. So and it changes yes. from moment to moment depending on what you're working with. Truth. And I have an amazing team at the state mm-hmm. that we sit in a room together and uh, Vicky will say something, and you're like, that is just so f- perfectly in your realm, and mm. you can put her right there with it, right. and Karen Rutledge-Bell, she's the same way, and they're so different, yeah. and their strengths and talents just lend themselves to certain things, mm. and their strengths and talents are different than my strengths and talents, yeah. and so there are things that they can do that I could never do. Mm. Um, And so I have to let them, and I have to release and let them do things. And then I've got an awesome group of ed specialists and ASA that work so hard, and they have all their unique talents, Misty and Suzanne, Alicia, Rochelle, Sheila, and they're all you know doing their own little part and coming forth with ideas and how they can make something better. And I've got to let them. And it may not be done the way I want it done. Yeah. And it may um, look different than what I envisioned, but sometimes you got to let those things go. There are certain things that are negotiable Mm -hmm. and there are certain things that are non-negotiable. And so a leader's got to really look to find out what are those pieces Mm -hmm. that are negotiable and not negotiable and what can they do. Mm -hmm. And heading out to the beach, that's a great way for me to let them lead. Yeah. And I remember when Mariana would be out for a day or whatnot. And so all the decisions came to me as an assistant principal. And it's really freeing sometimes not to have to get permission for all the decisions. Yeah. And, you know, to say, oh, my gosh, we had a child with a broken leg. And I was the one who had to handle <laughs> yeah. making sure that child got taken care of. And I did it. You did it. I did it. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Then I have a awesome regional staff which you're a part of, mm-hmm. but y'all are the ones going into the buildings, working yeah. directly with the teachers and the um, the coaches and the principals and the central office and making sure they've got what they what they need. Mm-hmm. So as a leader, I've got to make sure that that vision is set. Yes, that we know how we're going to respond to. It. But I also have to trust you mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to go forth and make those. Mm-hmm. And there're going to be mistakes along the way. Yeah. But that's just where we come together, Mm -hmm. and we make sure our vision is back aligned, and we work to fix the mistakes. It's not a problem if it's not a pattern. (laughs)
0: All your sayings, I'm going to write. I I knew that one. I knew it was coming. I do have some issues with some sayings, but but it helps me remember. It does, and I've used that all the time. (laughs) Bonnie says it's not a problem unless it's a pattern, so it's not a good pattern. (laughs) That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Because we're all going to mess up. That goes the goal back, is to figure out how you're not going to make the mistake again. Yeah,
0: because we're human. And that goes back to a, one of those descriptive words that I gave you, the humility, right, and champion others. And being firm yet fair. Like you, those are the things. And saying, you know, the difference between being nice and being kind. You know, you could be nice and be a doormat and say all the things because I want everybody to like me and da 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 as long as I don't rock the boat, just everybody like me which is not what we've been called to do. Or you can be everything you just said, be kind and say hard things in a hard way. And the Father did that. He did that if if we would take time to look at the Scripture of what Jesus said. You know, He said hard things. There's some hard things He said in the Scripture. um, And they offend The
1: truth and love. Yeah. The truth and love. And so you've got to make sure that the things that you're saying mm -hmm are working to make people better. Because that's true kindness. And, you know, I think back in in our work and the things that we do in society, and we're so quick to not want to offend anybody with our words and our actions. Mm -hmm. And we steer clear in certain situations because we just don't want to have to Mm -hmm. offend anybody. But sometimes we need to be truthful with people. Yeah. And just... It may sting a little bit, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to sting as much as if it, yeah, lingers. Sure, and I'm not there. I don't
0: sugarcoat it anymore, or like try to just whatever, and I just avoid it. Well, I'm not going to bring that up because I don't, you know, I just that it's not kind, or it's not whatever. But it is kind to say hard things in a truthful way,
1: and it's not easy, and it's It's not not natural. And I notice, and I don't do it all the time. But I notice when I have those situations <clears throat> where I get my mind right mm-hmm. and I say I need to lean on the Lord mm-hmm. and have that quick little prayer before I head into the whatever that situation is, um, the situations usually go much better. You do a
0: listen. I'm gonna be. On, I'm not just saying this because we're on here. You do a beautiful job at that. Like I, like, thinking over the years, I'm gonna tell you who I think does a great job. My mama just tells it like it is. I was gonna be honest, <laughs> but. You and Shane do a great. Like you're the two that I think of. Like when I'm like, I can do hard things, or you know, try not try not to say that anymore. <laughs> I can do things. I can do all things. Okay, through Christ. But like I watch him say hard things, and I kind like. And maybe sometimes they're not always really kind with him, but he'll say direct things in truth, in love, and they're not mad at him. Yeah, they still love him. As a matter of fact, they love him more. And then I've watched you do that, even with us as a faculty at the schoolhouse and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, like, yes, and you're like, yes, because yes, I'm thinking it, but you said it, and. I don't know. That's a life lesson. I'm not there, but I promise I'm getting there.
1: Well, when she said, I can do hard things, and then she said, no, I can't do hard things. (laughs) Like I sent her something not long ago, and I was like, okay, so it's not I can do hard things, because then you have trained your brain that it's hard, (laughs) because that's what you've set your brain up for. So it's not that I can do hard things. It's that... I don't remember. I can I do guess. things. Yeah. Or I, you Just know, change it because then it, your brain it thinks it's positive, negative. Or right. you, you start thinking about ways that you can approach the situation and envision it mm-hmm. happening That's right. That's what it
0: was. That's what you said.
1: So it's kind of that perception. Thing.
0: Yeah. Like fine on my own or something like that. You were saying, don't say it's hard. Just visualize the process and you can do it. And I was like, yeah, she's right. Like I do that sometimes, but I've still got to watch your, your words. But yes. you say, just like being around people, that there's influence. We do that to ourselves all we the do. time. We, we sure psych do.
1: ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not what God wants for us. Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. I love you so much. I, I love swear you. <laughs> I do. All right. I'm going to see if there's anything else that I have. And I want you to be thinking, I think you said Philippians 2 3. I don't know if you did, but do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather mm. in humility value others above yourself. I had that written down. I think you might have said that. And then obviously humble yourselves before the Lord. This is James 4.10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And I know because I've been able to be an outsider looking in on your story that the reason why he keeps putting you in positions where you have a lot of people around you, all of those things, those people that he put in your lives, obviously your mama, but He was preparing you for this, and I I don't think you're done, as a matter of fact. And the humility that you have um, is the reason why he's edifying and lifting you up, because it's for his benefit to impact the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I mean that. Truly, mean that. Well, and the work is hard. Being a parent is hard. Being a wife is hard. Being a friend sometimes is hard. Um, Marianna would say, as long as I know I'm doing what's best for children, I sleep really well at night. Yeah. She kept telling me that because I'm by nature, I'm a worrier mm-hmm. and, you know, we get caught up in things and. Mm-hmm. Somebody would go home and it wouldn't be a good situation and I would worry about them yeah, or yeah. Um, there would be a discipline situation that I had to deal with and I want everybody to like me Yeah, and yeah. everybody's not going to like you when you're doing yeah. what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I held true to that um, as long as I do what's best for children. I sleep really well at night yeah. and I paired that with Philippians 4, 5, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything but in prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And I have held on to that verse since I was a small child and anxiety was creeping in because you, it, it does no good. The worry only serves to eat you up. Yeah. Yeah. Just trust them. Just trust them. And I have to say that out loud sometimes. I trust you, Lord. Yeah. So good. Well, he has placed amazing people in my life, and you are one of those. Thank you, Bonnie. And I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'm so thankful. Yes. Um, And you make me better. (laughs) I love you. You make me better. I love you. Do you
0: want to pray or you want me to pray?
1: I would love to pray. Okay. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity Mm. to be here with beautiful Kim Mm. and all of her listeners to be able to share the story and yeah. hopefully encouragement to other people. Yeah. I thank you so much for lining my path and who knows what is coming next Yeah, because you are an amazing God and you see things that we can't even imagine um, for ourselves. And so I just thank you for yeah. being so honorable to us and, and giving us what we need when we need. I also want to thank you so much for not giving me things, things that I thought I wanted at certain times and um, held on to the amazing things that were before me. I thank you for friendship. I thank you for the many people who are in my life who from day to day say things to make me better and plant seeds in my head. Um, All of those seeds come together and many of them sprout (laughs) and i just thank you for that and i hope that you will help us go forth and grow others and grow from others for your kingdom amen let us be a service to others and let us always remember who gives us this possibility thank you lord thank you jesus Amen. amen amen